0: Nice song choice, Waste. Hit on the highway. Thanks. I just got a text from oh, jumped uh, out at me. I just got a text from uh, Miss Rodeo Canada. The new one? No, th- former. Former. Well, she, but she's still kind of Miss Rodeo Canada. When is her reign over? She says live karaoke tonight between eight thirty and nine. Come on down. Where? And I'm like, I just where? T- didn't. Where? <laughs> I'm not going to disclose where and what day it is or which where? Miss Rodeo Canada we're actually talking about. But I need to go to this. <laughs> I'm a Shari- karaoke fiend. We better not call her. We might get in trouble again. She's, she's still on. If she's not. still on the clock, we might get in trouble for sure. Yeah, She's still got to go to Vegas, so we better just. We might. We might have to start over. Actually, Well, It's fine. You think so? Yeah. It's kind of, Do you find it kind of strange that, like, you like you give up your crown and then you but st- you still go to the NFR? Well, they changed it all up, right? Like, didn't yeah. I? Don't know who it was now, but somebody went to the NFR twice. I think it was Brittany. Brittany. Committed. Yeah, she did go twice. Yeah, yeah. So like, they gave somebody to go twice, and then. Jaden goes this year, but they, I think they're trying to train the girl to like have more time before she goes to the NFR rather than going right off the bat. Right, because it's like one of their first events. Go to CFR right to NFR. Right. Rather this way that now they end at the NFR, but there's a bit of double reign, which Some overlap. Is odd, but it might. But it might. Like I guess that months? might be might not be a bad idea with because like in Jaden's case, like she knows most of those people. Yeah, like it's probably good. To it's probably good icebreaker. Good icebreaker. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. That whole scene is interesting. Oh, hey, buddy. Let me tell you about that scene. Paul- <laughs> 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 tell, me, tell me about it, Wase. Uh, you, know ro- you know my rodeo queen woes. Wace, we need to go into this. Wase, what is your like, experience of the, uh, of the rodeo Not queen great. world? Like, what are you so far? O for 4 or? I'm 0 for, 0 for 3. O for 3 on the rodeo Two queens? with the same one. <laughs> does, that, does that count as 1 or 2? It was two different times, so I'm going to count it as two different... Two so different. you really only owe for 2. 0 for 2, yeah. And a half. Actually, well, there, no, you know what? There was another one. I feel like... There was another one. There's was for 3 for sure, Like a legit 0 for 3. What are we 0 for 3 in? Is this like... Stampede Princess or Stampede Royalty. And then are we talking like like you're 0 for 3 because you, like, you didn't get married or like you like, didn't go the distance? What's or- like, like quality like what are you relationships? relationships? <laughs> or even like... The First date, <laughs> shot my shot. A shot, good- shot a shot one time. It didn't go well. You you didn't even wait. Like what? Tell me about this first date story. I don't know if I know this. What's like, the what's going on? Well, I was talking to one girl. Yeah. We kind of like it was nothing like serious. We were chatting, and then yeah, I was like, I, what, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna shoot my shot. <laughs> I was like hey, like do you want to go grab a drink sometime? Yeah. And then she was like, no. Uh, How about no? <laughs> I'm actually seeing somebody else. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See ya. Wow. So. Yeah. <laughs> I could probably write a book on one of my dating <laughs> woes of my life. How Not to Date. That would be the title of my book. Oh, wow. Yeah. It wouldn't be the the <laughs> name of that first song, Born to Be Wild? Be it, it would, no, it'd be, it would oh, not be Born it would to Be, be a, Wild? It'd be a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> a series. <laughs> a series of unfortunate events with Wacey Anderson. Yeah, exactly. Man. So Funny, for, So if you're 0 for 3, then what is Edwards. He'd be pretty close to the same. Yeah, he's over for two for sure, at yeah. least. I don't know what. And else. then he came on a podcast, and bam, he's are in Jamaica right now, in love. And there's, and they are in love. What are the What are the odds of Eddie coming back with one of those braids like Michael Scott did right after? <laughs> 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 just shaking his head around. Well, this podcast is going to be out before, uh, after he gets home. So I don't know. So I hope I just predictions. Yeah, we can we can post on the social that if he did or not. <laughs> We need to we need to like plant that seed in his head on the group chat. That's uh he probably will just do it there one day and then take a picture of it just to put on his Dustin Edwards announcer page. Oh and yeah. And all of us as top fans will be able to comment. I, you it. know what? I don't know if I'm a top uh, fan. Really? I, I got a be- notification today you're a top fan. Oh, nice. Work, I got a few. I got uh Lipstick and Cowboy Boots top fan. I'm nice. a top fan of Brett Mania, professional bullfighter. Oh, damn. Um yeah, I'm just kind of, I like, know, top uh, fan over here. like whenever Sean just, like, comments on Brett Dust, and stuff, he's like, top fan here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's, like, gold. Oh, man. And it's, I don't know. What do you think here. of Dustin having an, a fan page? Do you think you should just have a fan page or maybe not? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think most, a lot of the fan pages out there are a little bit sketchy to me. <laughs> Not gonna lie, no. <laughs> I think Dustin and Ali should have a fan page. I think you should just change that into the Dustin, Dustin and Ali. Well, you be, know, it would actually save a lot of trouble for all of us Dust because Al. because we see we see Celebrity the same couple. No, we see the same photos on, on every both channel. of their channels. But all if you were just time. to combine it into one channel, you would save us. It would posting would be easier. Maybe a fan page you could follow. Yeah, you, if I you would want to follow. You could honestly if You don't it'd want to be, follow, you have to. How long till they make a couple Instagram page? Uh, it's probably in the works. I we are pretty much just making them one on on. On his announcing page, we're just gonna take it over. We're just gonna uh, what do you call that? Just uh, uh, hijack it. Hijack his page and turn it into the dust. I would Alley get behind page. that in a minute. <laughs> I thought you he, he would get more engagement from his his fans. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, we're saying this with all due respect. <laughs> That's funny, though. Hey, he would do the same to us. Yeah. So it's all good fun. This is already episode fifty-two. I just realized twenty-six plus twenty-six is fifty-two. So this is our two-year wrap-up show. We've been on podcasting for two years. That's crazy. As of this show, where's the time gone? Uh, down the toilet. Literally, we're getting pretty good at this. I would say. Getting what? Pretty good at this. I don't know. Before we're getting pretty good, we're just consistently, we're just that consistently, consistently okay. (laughs) We're just like we're just. This is like uh, cowboy shit. Is like your your. Your dating story. You just slide into the DMs consistently every two weeks. And sometimes and just, it works, sometimes it doesn't. Let's go. <laughs> and just like you're winning on consistency, right? Yeah, legit. That's legit. Yeah, it's, right? just, like, it's the numbers. It's bound to work out. Cowboy shit. Pretty good podcast. Pretty it's, okay, guys. It's like when you're taking a multiple consist- choice exam and you just do ACDC. Like you're going to get 25% no matter what. It yeah, That's just right? the way it works. Right? And we're at 26 by 2 or 50, you know, 52 shows. We're good. Cowboy shit with Ted Wacy. Episode fifty two. Here we are. <laughs> We're already seven minutes in. A little we bit of a tangent there, but we haven't really got a, to That's a pretty good yet. start. I like that start. It's good. Do? very organic. Yeah, from the <laughs> kitchen, from the kitchen studios in downtown, where everything is very organic. Northwest Calgary. There's a lot of plants. A lot of plants. A lot of a lot of plants. Right. In front of our studio audience, the Storm and her dog, Eleanor Ellie, big our fan, dog. top fan, top, She's top fan a top here. Fan. If she, had, if we, had, I'd be her top fan. We should I'll get like her a cowboy shit T-shirt. That'd be neater, a little vest, a little sticker on it, or something. It'd be cute. Man, we gotta talk about some little dogs real wearing shit here. little shirts. is funny. We gotta get back to like the topics about like if you like your subway sandwich toasted or not. That gets people going. Does so. it? I I don't know. I, I'm you know my stance on that topic. I'm not gonna go there. Well, speaking of that, let's talk about Don Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> I also know your topic on this, but let's. Get, well, I just like I don't know. know. As a hockey guy, I would like to, I like to consider myself a fairly well-educated hockey guy too. You know you're hockeying. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it sucks, I guess, that he got fired on Remembrance Day and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't say what he said. Like, you, like I don't care no. who you are, where you come from, like, whatever, what you believe in. You just can't say that. Like, I agree. it's the world we live in today. And like, literally all it would have taken is just a little tweaking of his words and directing it towards everybody as you like, said of like. Clearly, yeah. he clearly singled out, out some people. A group of people it wasn't very nice. Which is you can't do that. Like so, no. It's and it was time. Like the guy's like eighty nine years, eighty five. Yeah, he's old, eighty five. And, and like I, I used to like watching Coach's Corner as a kid, but I don't even watch it anymore. Well, the, it just, he's I, just I, delusional. Man. I haven't watched it recently either. But like, what's the content like now? Is it is it is it very impactful? No, it's it just no, kind of, it's no value. Like he, no he doesn't value. really break down any hockey. Doesn't really like. He emphasized It's well. changed he's eighty five years old. What do you expect for sure but you some think- of that some some of that kind of stuff like when does it you know Bob Cole's an icon, but he called games until he was eighty mm-hmm. you know to a point where and he couldn't even remember players' names right like when, yeah, when is it to when yeah, does and it, i was I was on board with that too like you just there's and there's guys who are better there's got to be a way to to gracefully Move on or something like well, maybe. Well, they did that with Bob Cole. Though. They eased him out. They gave him some yeah. big games, some like big yeah. Saturday night games, and I think he got maybe one playoff game or maybe whatever. Yeah, I think any, you're right. So, any either way, like that's he gracefully made. He got his a way swan out. song. Got yeah. it, Got to go do it. Yeah. But and Don probably would have got that himself because they were they were working on phasing him like easing him out with his new contract. But when you go and put your foot in your mouth and say something dumb like maybe he maybe he meant to do it. Maybe he was sick of it. Maybe. Maybe. But like from a business, like from sports, maybe that is me another Don Trey movie now. That was a bad movie. It was really with Jared bad. Kiso, the letter candy guy, was the Don Cherry. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. yeah. It was a little it was bit not a great movie. It wasn't really. Horrible. It was cool. It was cool to see a story, but I mean, it's just a, Canadian, a little Canadian show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I really hope they replace him with Brian Burke. I think he'd be a great fit. I that. think that's the natural move. Be awesome, there. and like he, and the, even like he's he adds so much value because he knows the game and like, oh yeah, and he, has he, done every job yeah, in the business exactly. Now, yeah, right? I would love to see that. Um. Will, but not a Canadian though, right? Isn't he from the states? Brian yes, Burke's American. He is, yeah, he is American, but is in the hockey world. So what? He's pretty, he probably got dual citizenship by now. Will he's it be work for Canadian teams? Will it be Burkey and Ron, Ron and Burkey? I would say so. Ron Burkindy. Mm-hmm. So like that's Coach's like part corner. of Ron's like deal too, right? He just does ho- Coach's corner and hometown mm-hmm. hockey now. Because David I, David I would, Amber hosts hockey in Canada. I'd be curious to know how long, how much longer Ron wants to do that to go from I bet you, Toronto on Saturday to fly and f around to get to hometown hockey. And you he know might what? just say f it and just do hometown hockey. I was just gonna say, yeah, you might might, might just, be the end of Coach's Corner. Might be mm-hmm. done. I, they won't they won't end it. No, they'll just bring another host in. Hmm. Yeah, we'll just be Berkey just with hot topics on Saturday night. Well, they by could they, would, they could even transition that David Amber. He does a good job. Yeah. But they have enough, enough anchors, and they, they might even do a woman. A lady, yeah, Cassie Campbell, yeah. This is, a, is something like to. I wonder to, because that would be, which strategically would be a good move by Sportsnet, right? Because it's more inclusive True. that way, right? True. Yeah. There so. you go. Hey, so uh, thanks again to everybody at CFR. That was a good, good week. Had the show, and and this is part of what we're doing with these next few podcasts. Is replaying some of these interviews we did. We don't, we didn't have all the full shows in video, so you're gonna hear these. Uh, it was, it was basically cowboy shit live at the mm-hmm. athlete Hot Stoves at mm-hmm. the CFR. Mm-hmm. For those so, of you that missed it. For those of you who missed it. And if you were there, well, then hopefully... Double dose. Hopefully you enjoyed the first 11 and a half minutes of this it's podcast like, it's so like, It's like watching a movie for the second time. You pick up on stuff you may not have seen or heard yes. the first time around. So it's yes. a good way to do it. Agreed. Yeah. So here's an interview from CFR46 in the Athlete Hot Stoves. Thanks for listening to Cowboy Ship Ted and Wacy. Well, oh, good morning, everyone. These are the... C.F.R. Athlete Hot Stoves. My name is Ted Stoven. I'd like to welcome everyone this morning. How about that first night? Good night of rodeo, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Brett. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Good night. Round number one is in the books. We're going to start off here. uh, Our day two. C.F.R. Athlete Hot Stoves going to welcome our first guest onto the stage today. She's the 2016 and 2018 Lakeland Rodeo Association Barrel Racing Champion and a first-time CFR qualifier this year. From Bluffton, Alberta, this is Stacey Ruzica. A three-time CFR qualifier with five trips to the Wrangler NFR under his belt. He's RFD TV's The American Champion and made him a millionaire in 2014, and he's the 2018 Canadian Champion bareback rider, Mr. Richmond Champion. Our final guest today, for the past nine seasons, he's been selected as Canadian Pro Rodeo's announcer of the year. He's the voice of the PBR Canada Monster Energy Tour and the Calgary Stampede. Also, the CFR. From just down the road in Sylvan Lake, Alberta, Mr. Brett Gardner. I left mine over here, Brett. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
1: you doing all right, there, Brett? Mine. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I brought my water bottle. The story behind this: Ted Stoven bought me this, so I thought yeah. it was very fitting, and I bring it on stage today. We do to we show do. my appreciation. We do a lot of
0: events, right? So we can have a we can. We're reducing a lot of plastic by having a reusable water bottle
1: That's at right. our events. That's right.
0: Yeah. Well, how about first night, Brett? It was a pretty good start to the rodeo there, night number one, Tuesday night. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I thought it was a it was a really good first night and um I think one of the things in particular when we look at uh, 365 days ago from 2018 from uh, really the the improvements and the little changes that they've made I've been uh, really excited to see them. I mean, Westerner Park first and foremost have been incredible hosts for this event, but uh the little changes that they've made as we look around here in our trade show space and so many things that are surrounding the Canadian Finals Rodeo um have just uh, really been ratcheted up a notch in the in the words of David. Pulse and my partner up there. So uh, it's been really, really good. And I think night number one was awesome. There was no, uh, there was no events that disappointed. And and we were all talking earlier before the show started here this morning. um, One of the storylines we've been working about these rookies, there were four rookies that would win the round last night in their respective events. And um, I mean, the plot continues to thicken, but uh, it was a great start to CFR 46 for sure.
0: And uh, one of our guests on the show yesterday, Zeke Thurston wins the round in the Bronc ride and it's... He's a world champion and he's won the Calgary Stampede three times, but that Canadian
1: title has still eluded him. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's the one that has eluded him. Just uh, I think he was a runner-up last year, if if I was correct. And he said th- three times. Yeah, yeah. He missed his horse out in the first round last year, and if he wouldn't have missed that horse out, he would have uh, he would have won the Canadian title. It ends up being Clay Elliott that takes that title, but um, you know Zeke's pretty tough to beat, and I think uh, Rich, you might agree with me there. Uh, that guy rides pretty rank. Yeah, he's he's really good. <laughs> and yourself really good.
0: last night, both of our uh, our guests today, contestant-wise, Richmond, you were fourth in the round last night, 80, 84 and 84.5 on a horse. I had it written down. You see, you see me, me from Calgary, that's right. And Stacy, you were fifth last night, 14.461, is that right? <laughs> Not Probably sure. 414. 414, okay, maybe. So <laughs> both of you get a... Uh, Checking the round last night, it's a good start. Kind of get it, to get some money off the bat, isn't it, Richmond?
2: Absolutely. That that first round's all about momentum. Um, everybody's nervous. We haven't been on in a month or so, so it's more so just the nerve-wracking experience of getting on again and being here at the Canadian Finals. So you kind of get that out of the way, and then you can start seeing a little clearer moving forward.
0: I didn't realize you would take a month off before the CFR. A lot of guys would continue going the entire time. But that's probably one of the only chances you have for downtime, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it, it turns into more gym time, really getting, you know, physically ready for this. And then, you know, the, the riding, hopefully you remember how to do it when you get here.
0: <laughs> Stacy, what has the preparation been like for you coming into your first CFR here?
3: Dressing warm, yeah, <laughs> it's been cold. um no, just the same. I gave her uh, a week off after Hannah and then just start riding again, and uh, more just exercising. um yeah, I didn't make a run before the CFR. I just want to save her, and uh, some people go around a lot and keep them tuned, but she's seasoned enough. I'm hoping she'll be good.
0: <laughs> we uh the horse you're talking about is Kay. And I read a story uh, from Cassie Hausauer on her website and she mentioned that you had a few issues with her, with your horse at one point. And one thing ended up being a, a thyroid medication that you gave to her that helped bring her back to being normal.
3: I did. Yeah. She was about three days going to be a brood mare because I couldn't financially afford to, I didn't know what was wrong with her. Every vet wanted to inject something and I was like, no, I know my horse, she's not sore. And finally, uh, Bailey Stanton brought me to somebody and we got her figured out. And he said, uh, Let's try this thyroid medication. And I said, How much? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was done. I was like, She's going like in three days back to Colin Baum, who bred her. And uh, yeah, I said, I'll try it for $45 a month. And three, well, probably three weeks later, she was a different horse. And yeah, now we're here. <laughs> How
0: long ago was that?
3: Uh, in 2017, I think it was.
0: So yeah. right before you win the Lakeland finals the next year, and then make the yep. step la- this this past spring to come to the, your first CFR.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah, it's been quite a crazy ride. Yeah, it's been uh, my horse was here last year. Diane Scottopole used her, and it, so yeah, the year before that is when she was for sale and everything, and nobody nobody was knocking on the door, and now everyone's like, "She for sale now?" <laughs> no. Nope.
0: <laughs> no, or the price went way up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to stay with you right now, Stacy. Going from that, winning the LRA in 2018, you had two titles there between 16 and 18 to making the step. I want to talk about how that, what that step looked like to win at this level. And one of the first weekends, you won two rodeos. So it worked out really well. But it was <laughs> kind of making that first step was, was the biggest move for you, wasn't it?
3: For sure. It was more the confidence of, can I do this? Do I have it? Um, a lot of friends, other people were like, you got to go. And I'm like, no, we're not there. We're not there. And so I I ended up winning my permit or whatever from winning the finals so to go. And I thought, well, Kyle gave it to me for Christmas. And I was like, oh, my God, I guess I have to go. I was texting my friends. I guess I got to give this a whirl. And yeah, so... I just kept sticking through it, and it was a long... Diane Scottupole's been huge. Um, she was rookie of the year. The one year we traveled together a lot this year, um, kind of have a bond with the horse thing and her using her, and we use the same trainer, um, Connie Combs. So, yeah, it's just been kind of a cool cool ride for sure.
0: Brad, I want to go back to you. We are talking about preparation for the sure. CFR between uh, Richmond and Stacey. What was it like for you?
1: Uh, <laughs> I think it's just... Um... Yeah, geez, that's a good question. Does he
3: ever I, stop talking? Yeah, no, he ever stopped talking. I did for a
1: while. Do you, have I was vocal really proud of you. you were vocal were, uh, Yeah, I was getting worried there for me, minute. I was like, when am I going to get to talk again? You know, Stacey's just rolling. uh No, I think... um having been a part of this industry now for geez nearly 20 years it's uh, it's hard to believe it's been that long I started uh, pretty young as an announcer but uh, just kind of going through my preparations and and they're pretty similar I like to know everybody's credentials where they've been and uh, what major accomplishments they've had what rodeos they've won throughout the 2019 season and then I'll take a few years and kind of look back and what happened at the Canadian finals rodeo and what rounds they've won maybe what horses they've had so I always find that as much homework as I can have. I just feel more comfortable just being prepared. And some days use 10% of, of what you have. But uh, I just find that the better I am prepared, the better I feel. And and I think every announcer has their different style. And some are more kind of educational-based and statistical-based. And and I can fall under that heading sometimes. There's lots of times that um, I'll run a lot of statistics of people. But for me, that's also what I think's really cool um, as, as a fan. Because at the end of the day, hey, I'm really just a big rodeo fan, and if I can uh, sell this sport and convey my message so that people maybe all of a sudden in one or two nights they didn't know Stacy Rizica, but by performance three, how can I um, make her special in their minds? so that performance four, five, and six, they're rooting for this cowgirl that they never even knew because she's got this incredible story about a horse that three years ago was going to be nothing more than a broodmare and was given up on, and all of a sudden, hey, something changed and things started to click and now a dream comes true. So if I can convey those messages uh, to to the crowd, I guess that's what I look for. And, and I do that through um, sometimes, you know, statistical analysis, if you would, and talking about championships and where they came from and the backstories. And um, so that's probably the majority of, of the homework and, and those storylines that I like to start with. But when we get to a situation like the Canadian finals, it's different because You're going to see the same set of competitors six nights in a row. Uh, So with that, after kind of the first night or two, you almost get away from your stats and being a Canadian champion and winning the American and a many-time NFR. Now it's, hey, what did he do last night? What was that ride like on performance number one? So, Rich, you came in as number two. Well, now he's number one, and now he's 10,000 ahead of Caleb Bennett. So then we kind of evolve as the week progresses here. So that's, I think, kind of the evolution of the CFR, and we'll have that strong base of homework coming in, but then it's that daily kind of catch-up. Who did what? Who won the round? Who moved up in the Canadian standings? Because really, I think that's the fact of the matter, and that's why people are here.
0: Well, and speaking of that, Richmond. After last night, you came in number three, and now you're tied. You came in number two, and now you're the uh, one. One guy's out ahead at thirty-eight thousand. I forget who it is. Caleb, yeah. So Caleb's at thirty-eight. I had it written down earlier, but I forgot my notes in my backpack over here. <laughs> We're winging it. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> but you're at thirty-four now, and uh, and you're right. Like it's like what Brett said. You're going. It's it's a close race in the in the bareback riding this year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And with this much money every night up for grabs, that that standings is going to continue to change. Um, and I I think you just play the solid game here as consistent as you can be. It's all going to figure itself out in the end. But uh, it's it's an exciting race. And it's not I'm not going to look at it. That's Brett's job. But uh, <laughs> you just know, focus on one horse at a time.
0: What uh, what was your so that's your game plan coming in. What What did it take to win the title last year?
2: Honestly, I had a bad finals. I had a a fine finals for doing my job. I didn't draw great, and Oren was hot on my heels up until that last round. Um, I was glad it was over. I kind of felt like I was just hanging on, and uh, I don't don't want to feel like that this year. So coming in guns hot.
0: We were visiting before, and uh, some of the questions I kind of wanted to ask were career highlights for for each of you. Um, I'm curious about you, Richmond. Is it the Calgary Stampede title? Is it the American title? Is it the Canadian title? What, what would it be for you? I think I
2: always have to go back to the American, but they're all such different animals. Like, Calgary is Calgary, and that's special for so many reasons. So is the American, so is the NFR. So, super thankful to have been able to do what I've done at those places, but I really... It, it, I don't want to discredit the other by saying one's better. So,
0: so it's been five years since you won the American. How's the million dollars doing now? we
2: way gone. <laughs> what do you think I'm here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were talking to uh, well, Jeremy Bueller yesterday, and he and he won a hundred nine thousand at the World Series of Team Roping, and he said it blew it. He blew it in a year. It was gone. So it was. I'm, I was curious. I was wondering.
2: No, I've, my dad. He uh, he did well with the million. I gave it to him that night and said, I don't want to see it. Do what you need to do. And uh, he said, fine, rodeo like you don't have it. And that's what I've been doing since.
0: Probably a good move, eh, Brett? That's
1: pretty cool. That would is you, pretty is cool. that
0: what your friends at Service uh, Credit Union would have suggested yeah, too? Yeah, right. That's right. Pretend yeah. you don't have it?
1: Yeah. yeah, they'd invest it wisely. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, Brett, we
0: were uh, speaking about preparation before
1: the Canadian yeah. finals, but I want to go back to you. How do you find
0: time to do that when you're teaching school at H.J. Cody in Sylvan Lake yeah. and you're the pr- part-time principal you oh, told yeah. me? The just other for a day. day. Just, yeah. for, just for yeah. that just day. Just for okay. a day, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really, I guess it's, it's like anything. We talk a lot about that balance. You and I have an opportunity a lot throughout the season to work together and, and to stay busy. But, um, and I know I, some people say, what? Well, you teach school too. So I've been a school teacher in Sylvan Lake for what is, I think, 12 years now, but, um, I work there just a couple hours a day anymore. And, and I'm not a full-time teacher by any means and haven't been for the last four or five years, but it's something I still really enjoy. And it kind of keeps me grounded and, and keeps me, um, I guess, having that perspective so sometimes in this industry and being fortunate enough to go to places like the canadian finals or the calgary stampede um not that we can lose sight of things but it's good for me to go back to kind of home base and in monday morning still have to be there and roll into school and uh, uh you know just just again be a part of the team there and and i enjoy it so i'm very fortunate to to be able to do a couple of jobs that i i really love to do but um really keeping the train on the tracks and making it all happen and we said it Monday night at the at the night of champions, if it wasn't for, for my wife, we have three kids, 10, eight and 3 Um our oldest is a boy and we have two girls and, uh, she just makes it happen. And she's kind of the rock. I always say she's the, you know, the general manager, a team gardener, because I'll come home some days from school and she says, okay, you got three hours to get to the airport. Here's your dry cleaning. Here's your briefcase, you know, go do good. So, uh, I'm really fortunate to have a good support system. I think like so many, so many people do, but, uh, I'm really lucky. So we've uh, been together almost 20 years for goodness sake. But uh, yeah, so she, she makes it all happen. And, and, uh, that's the truth for sure. Because in this industry, like we all know, there's lots of ups and downs and highs and lows, and she's probably sick of getting phone calls at one in the morning. He'd be like, Oh, I just want to come home, but, uh, you know, keeps it all together. So I'm lucky, lucky, lucky.
0: Trying to keep you awake when you're trying to get back to school in the morning. That's right. Yeah. Driving, driving back from teepee Creek. Or oh, from I love that place. Somewhere so far North or Wainwright would be a tough one getting back yeah. to go to start up in Pinocchio or wherever you're heading the next sure. week. Sure. Yep. Ah. Uh, Stacey, I want to come back to you. Diane actually finished second in the average last year here at the CFR. Did she not? Yes. And was that all on your horse, or was that partially three,
3: three rounds with mine,
0: three out of the six? Yes. So how does that play into you bringing her this year? It had to be a little bit more, give you a little more confidence for your horse. Have already been here for her doing well on her last year.
3: Um, I she, my horse. I've had her for so long. She's kind of she's seasoned. I. It's just another arena for her, and I just have to trust that. Whatever happens, happens, and I don't try to get tied up in the whole everything and just just stay pretty calm and just hope that we can go do our best.
0: Uh, Richmond, I want to go back to you. You're going to, into your, is it your fourth or fifth NFR coming up here next my month? Fifth. Your fifth NFR already. How are things looking going into that next finals?
2: Good, I hope. <laughs> uh, I had my best regular season I've ever had. Um, I'm in fifth. I'm within a couple rounds, round wins of, of first. Um and it's I think this might be the tightest race we've had in a couple of years with just the top seven guys being kind of wedged in there um it's kind of anybody's game, so I'm really looking forward to it and it's it's different there with ten rounds, five different sets of of horses uh a lot can happen, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: How do these two compare this one's six rounds that one's ten but there's not many stretches in the season where you're getting on one every day or sometimes two if you get a re-ride.
2: Honestly, I'm I get more sore at this one. I don't know if it's cuz it's cold or what, but by round 5, I'm like ready for a break. Um and down there, I think you just kind of usually by round 3, you're pretty st- stove up getting getting out of bed and then by round 5, you you feel pretty good and by round 10, you want 10 more. So I really don't know. Maybe that's mental. It's so strong Canadian bucking horses. <laughs> that's it. Yeah.
0: I want to go into some different stuff here now. I was talking to Brooke Robertson before the show, and she told me that I need to ask you, Stacy, what your favorite beverage is. Oh,
1: you can lie. You can lie.
3: <laughs> that that's a tough question because I like multiple different <laughs> different things. So anything sweet. That's what. I'll, that's all I'll say.
0: But you were saying you don't you don't drink the same thing twice. I thought that was kind of different. Some folks are like, "Oh, that was that's a certain thing," but it's always different for you.
3: Yeah, different different flavors. Yeah, different flavors.
0: Um, I want to go to another question for everybody here, so everybody gets to answer favorite rodeo if you can say it. You don't have to. You don't have to all at to. the same time. Yeah, <laughs> no different time. We'll start with you, Richmond. What's your? I want to say favorite rodeo out there. Calgary. Calgary. Yep. And, and why?
2: That atmosphere, the arena, the history.
0: It's warm, usually. Um, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's going to freeze in the <laughs> final four round, and that's it. It's nice the rest of the time. That's uh, no, sweet, and nothing beats that one for
1: me.
0: You don't have to answer, Brett, but if you, if you want to, you can.
1: <laughs> well, if, just maybe I'll talk about a few then just to be safe of course it's the canadian finals rodeo right that's where we're at um no i love being a part of this rodeo this is a special one for sure because uh, as a kid this was the big trip for uh, us and our family and i never imagined that one day i would get to be a part of it so um to be a a kid in the grandstand at seven eight nine ten years old the canadian finals rodeo when it was in edmonton and then have an opportunity to announce it in edmonton it, it really is i mean i know it's that same old saying but a but a dream come true so to be a of the Canadian finals is something very special. But uh, like Richmond said about Calgary, that is a special place. And, and having the opportunity to now work the Calgary Stampede and um, I got to say the 10 round in Calgary this year on Sunday afternoon, um, I remember when I was done, I just looked back and I I was thinking that was the best 12 minutes of rodeo that I'd ever maybe been a part of uh, that bareback riding he jumped out. I think they're 90 and a quarter to start it. And I don't think it was supposed to be that good on paper, but it was just 90 and 88, and 90 and a half. And it was pretty phenomenal. So um, that was one just part of that rodeo that uh, that I really like. But then throughout the regular season in Canada, there's so many good rodeos and so many people put so much time and effort um, to really have these great events and so i appreciate it but from a from a regular season perspective probably Armstrong Armstrong has a really special atmosphere for a Canadian regular season rodeo, but then you come back to, to Alberta. And I always say, if you're an announcer in Alberta, you better not tell too many stories because there's so many educated rodeo fans and they know the deal. So it's really great to go back to your roots and uh, to go to some of those great places like the Wayne and the Lee parks and great rodeo fans. that really appreciate uh, the quality of the event. So uh, they're all great, man. I love them all.
0: Stacy, what's your, what's your favorite one out there right now?
3: Brett took all my answers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the atmosphere is huge. Pinocchio was my first time. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Armstrong, definitely. That was awesome because I love, everyone who knows me knows I love people. I like to mingle and socialize. So that was fun. Everyone were together in the tent and all the competitors, right? Because all through the year, you don't get to like, visit with everybody and, and I really like that. Um, La Crete was great. Another place, the people there were great. I got to meet the locals who make the food. And it was just everyone again is stuck there. We all get to talk and visit. So, yeah, it's they're all good. But, yeah, those are the atmosphere of the noise and the crowd. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Brett, we and have. And Brett, us- Brett. Brett's always. Yeah yeah, right. right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. gets pumped sure, up. And-
0: sure. <laughs> some days, some days are better than others. Anywhere Brett goes. that is that it?
1: That was- I, right. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> I wish.
0: Uh, Brett, there's a story about you. uh Well, oh, oh, yeah. Well, not a story about you, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oklahoma. Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> so you, th- there's been two uh, head-to-head
1: matchups oh, with yourself geez.
0: and uh, and Mr. Chad Bestplug, two-time yeah. Canadian champion, right? And uh, you won both times in the yeah. arena and outside of the arena.
1: Yeah, this. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's a funny story. Well, it's funny to me, but. Um, <laughs> Chad Bestplug, who may many of you know that I mean, he was one of the most talented Canadian bull riders probably of all time. He uh, would win Calgary, he would win the Canadian title and um it was actually I told this story I think for the first time Scott Schiffner had put an event together a couple of years ago and he acknowledged some some really good talents and some bull riders and some people that had retired from from pro rodeo and and Chad Bestplug being one of them. But uh 2001 we were talking about it earlier that was the year that I beat Chad Bestplug for the rookie of the year in the Alberta High School Rodeo Association and uh, he had no idea who I was cuz he was <laughs> the odds on favorite to win it so I took him down and then uh, a few years later he wanted redemption and he figured he would challenge me we were in uh, London Ontario in a PBR event and there was a a cool restaurant a couple blocks away and it was a it was a barbecue place so he challenged me to a rib eating contest which, oh man, I don't know why he would ever think a bad idea. I mean, <laughs> you know, for anybody that knows me, um, priority one's food. So, uh, yeah, he took a licking, and actually he didn't even make it through um, half the meal and had to run out of the building because he was getting sick. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah, absolutely. He didn't uh, just beat him. Absolutely dominated him, you know, in our two head-to-head battles. So we still joke about it, Chad, uh, a great friend of yours, great friend of mine. So it's a lot of fun to chat about it now.
0: Well, and and at those high school finals, well, our Alberta high school rodeo booth is right behind us over here. But you were a three event guy. You were a bareback rider as well, a bulldogger, and you said you missed a couple times in the team roping.
1: Yeah, I, I team roped and and roped calves too, uh, but not very well, as you can tell, because I'm not doing any of those four anymore. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I've I've got a lot of. I think the Alberta High School Rodeo Association does a great job, and and then over the past few years now with. Um, the junior high school ranks, they just bring up great cowboys and cowgirls. So I'm proud of that association. And that's really where I got my experience, kind of my foothold in the industry. And it didn't work out for me as a competitor. But I was able to take a different path and still stay involved.
0: Stacy, I want to come back to you and ask, making that transition from, from the Lakeland Association to the pro level. It was another thing I was talking with Brooke about, but it was of—it was partially how you were riding and, and it was a, it was more so a mental change on that side of things, but I want to kind of chat about that, making that transition. multi
3: multifaceted I'm, question. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I don't, you don't, you don't have to answer. I if you know I, I'm
3: not really sure. I'm, I just, I don't know. I just, I guess it's just a quiet confidence is what I've always kind of, I just have to trust. I don't get nervous. I don't do not ever go look at times. I don't care who's winning. I don't want to know who's winning it. I try to avoid when I hear, I'm like, yeah, I just, it's just, I don't need that pressure. Just, I just want to go and do my run. And when they say you're the new leader, you're like, Holy bleep. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I'm pretty chill. Like last night I was Are you nervous, nervous. And I'm like, no, I'm just, just going to do my and th- I'm just going to do my thing. And I, um, I don't know. I just trust her and I just, I want to do good. It's exciting. as heck to be here, of course. But, uh, other than being cold, but it's getting better. (laughs) It's
0: supposed to warm up today. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In saying that, going out and making the best run every time, how does that play into your goals and where you want to be and what you want to do? If you're, you're going to make the best run every time, but I'm kind of curious.
3: Well, I want to, I want to be number one. (laughs) Everyone does. Um, I just, I try not to get, it's tough. You get times you're up and down and you think, I don't know if I should be here. You know, do I deserve this? And then you're like, yeah, you you made the finals. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so it's been, yeah, it's a lot of mental games of trying to just stay positive and keep in your bubble of, of no negativity. And yeah, easier said than done sometimes, but oh yeah, yeah. Brooke Robertson has been a big, big mentor of mine as well. She's yeah. She's the first one I call when I'm winning. I'm not even out of the arena off my horse hardly. And <laughs> she's the girl. Yeah.
0: Oh, so. Awesome. Richmond, I want to come back to you on this next one and, uh, and ask you, if, uh, if someone was going to be uh, playing you in a movie, who would it be?
1: You can pick Brett if you want.
0: <laughs>
2: Just anybody?
0: Anybody. Like a movie, per- movie star or like whoever you think. Like I said, it could be Brett. I don't know. Will Ferrell probably. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good one. I think I'd watch that movie, eh, Brett? Yeah. yeah. What's your so we we get to? I've been. I think I've gone to a movie with you at events before, <laughs> Brett. What's the best movie you've seen lately? That's quite a, that's a great line. Or your favorite of that's all a... <laughs> time?
1: It was mostly you and Manya, but he's on the Wait, show tomorrow. Yeah, you know, we, we have to kill some time. My favorite movie?
0: Yeah, like one you could uh. watch over again. Like, I'm kind of like a one time movie guy, but like, is there one oh, you watch?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Top Gun. I haven't seen that one in a while. What's my. Uh... Is it something your kids are watching now that you have to watch? You or... know, I. Okay, thanks. That'll give me a segue. I'm a big fan of, of the Cars movies. Yeah, they do. I enjoy good, watching actually. those. The Cars movies are are really good. Um, Tomator. I mean, what a character. If you know. And I think if somebody had to play me in a movie, it would probably be him. It'd be Larry so, the Cable so yeah, guy. To-mater. Um, yeah, Mater. <laughs> no, yeah. Cars. I watch a lot of kids' movies anymore, yeah. So the Cars movies, there we go.
0: And uh, so and who man. would who would play you in a movie? Who would who would be your?
1: Oh, geez. Some of you may not remember probably if I had to like Chris Farley. Oh, yeah. Oh man, I love that guy. I love that guy. So he's uh yeah, he's pretty cool.
0: Stacy, I've got another question for you here. If you were gonna give someone advice that's starting in in the rodeo business. What would that piece of advice be? The biggest thing?
3: Just go, go and have fun, and don't don't get worked up about little things. Just go do your thing and and meet people. Always meet people because there's so many. Rodeo is like the biggest family. There's nothing nothing other like it. No matter where in Canada you could be broke down somewhere and you'd know someone because you just talk to people and yeah. It's a, it's one of a kind. No one understands it. My family doesn't understand it, but rodeo family, we all know we have each other's back and
0: it's pretty cool. We're, uh, we're almost at our time here this morning. So I've got one more question I want to ask Brett and I've got a couple more here, but Brett, I want to go to your favorite CFR memory of all time. It doesn't have to be in the last couple of years. It could be any time. I just want to, I think that you have a story about that or it might be something. I don't know i just I want to throw it at you
1: okay um well geez now i'm worried something in particular doesn't have it well, doesn't have to be i thought maybe you heard something. maybe the first
0: maybe. maybe the first time you went yeah
1: like- yeah first one was pretty special um and uh i think the first time we went to the c4 i remember it probably didn't sink in until about the third or the fourth performance it's like Holy smokes. I'm at the CFR. You know, people say, Oh, it's going to take a little while, but it was a few performances for me to really kind of absorb where I was at again. When it's, it's such a big dream and it's such a special place and, and growing up as a kid, when you're going to the Canadian finals rodeo, uh, it is, like I said earlier today, it's, it's really that dream come true. So that was, uh, uh, yeah, that first one's really special, and I won't soon forget for me, it was 2013, and then I got to work alongside Wayne Brooks, who has uh, just been a phenomenal mentor, and and just a wonderful uh, a wonderful friend, and, and a great announcer, of course, but um, if I could talk the last two years here in Red Deer, um, actually, sorry, one more moment, and then there was a bareback riding a couple of years ago, might have been your first one there, Richie, Saturday night, the bareback riding um, at the CFR, I remember, again, it was like that day in Calgary, it was phenomenal, but Moving forward, um, one of the other stories I was telling too, that, uh, Dave Paulson and I worked. I worked my first ever finals, the Wildrose Finals in Barhead, Alberta. I was 21 years old, had no clue what I was doing, and they said, "Hey, you're going to work with Dave Paulson." And if you're an announcer in Canada, Dave Paulson's your hero. That's just the way it is. He is uh, he is a phenomenal man, uh, just and again a wonderful mentor. And is uh, I'm really blessed to call him a great friend. So to look back when I was 21 to go to my very first finals, and he just absolutely carried me the whole time. Didn't know what I was doing was just lucky enough to be selected to be there and then we fast forward you know 13 14 years i get to go back and and be a part of the canadian finals rodeo with someone that that i consider you know my announcing hero so it's pretty special so what the cfr has given me is um you know some of those really really cool opportunities so i cherish the moments like that
0: Rich- richmond you got married to Paige lawrence this summer and uh, and you guys are actually living more so in montana now right you're from texas originally dublin texas the woodlands texas actually and then, but you, where, where are you guys at in Montana now?
2: Yeah, I've lived all over. And then the last few years were, was in Texas. Uh, we moved to Stevensville, Montana. It's just south of Missoula, um, a little closer to Canada. Um, and we just didn't want, like, when I'd leave Texas to go rodeo in the summer, lock the door for three months, see you later. I'm not coming back. So um, being, being a little more central to those late summer rodeos, I could stop in at home, and, and that's been really nice.
0: All right. Well, I think we'll, uh, we're at our time this morning, so we uh, I appreciate everybody for showing up this morning. Thanks for everyone for stopping by. Thank you, Richmond, Brett, Stacy. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Ted. Thanks, everybody. That's been the uh, these have been the athlete Stoves for day two of CFR forty six. And roll. Oh, good one. Classic rock Tuesday. Yeah, or Wednesday when the pod comes out. Or any day whenever you're listening. Who knows? Classic rock. I like this part right here. Or if it's Saturday night and you're downtown.
3: <laughs> does he might say, say,
0: we have a downtown this Saturday night. Does he say that he's working for the FBI? Let's listen.
3: Night, was downtown, working for FBI. He's working, working for from the, something.
0: I think he's working for the FBI. Okay. We could, I mean, it is 2019, so we could Google the lyrics. Storm, would you Google it? Let us know, uh... <laughs> uh oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress. Yeah. By the Hollies. Yeah, what's the words? Is it Saturday Night of Downtown working for the FBI? That's what I feel like I heard it is. from, I heard from something. <laughs> I don't know, FVI maybe? <laughs> could you imagine if we just played the lyrics? We should do it with our guests on the phone if Miss they can Heard hear Song Lyrics with Ted w- Wasey. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna stick call. Bam. Bam. Hey, look at that. It's Points. like uh Living on a Prayer. Yeah, it's like a wizard at a fair. <laughs> <laughs> I personally like lemon and a pear. I like yeah. Lip, or no lipstick on a pear. Lipstick on a pear, Yeah. <laughs> uh, lizard, lizard and a bear. Lizard on a chair. Lizard <laughs> on a chair. on some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> wizard <laughs> and Wizard at a wizard at a fair is my favorite by far. <laughs> Easily I, my favorite. Every time at our bull ridings now, it's just like it's for me, it's lemon and a pear. That's Whoa. a good one. Yeah.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Wizard and a fir- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to karaoke it and then just do that the whole time. <laughs> do a different one every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every lyric? Maybe we will tonight. Who knows? <clears throat> 8.30. Where? Uh, I don't know. I'm not, not going to disclose any information, any locations. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. So we need to get yeah. to back to some business from the last pod. How about our PBR World Champion oh, yeah, predictions? You, you win. I'm the winner. So you picked number two in the PBR mm-hmm. in the world. I picked Edgar too. You picked Edgar too. Yeah, yeah? I, I'm, I was right in both of mine. Really? Yeah, but no, do we even pick a pick? A CPRA, yeah, you picked Hanson. You picked Hanson. Oh, really? <laughs> I picked the dogs. Or you picked the dog in the PBR, and I picked the dog in the C P A. And then I I picked Parsonage. Or you picked Parsonage. Nobody picked Parsonage for, for, Canada? for Canada. I picked Dakota, and I picked Parsonage for yep. PBR Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're I'm two, two for two so for so I'm on. a If we or... even actually picked both CFR. I don't remember if we did. We did. We, it's on the last pod because you picked Hanson because I, I picked number two in the PBR and you p- picked number two in Pro Rodeo and I, I picked number one and then you picked number one. Hmm. Okay. That's how we did it. I was right about both. I'll let that one there. slide. Because I'm smart. Congrats. Congrats. Even the one night Donnie O'Brien was texting me because he had, like, did like some pick them thing at the C5 party. Yeah. And that was when Edgar won the round on Whiskey hand. I was like, man, you got to pick Edgar. You got to pick Edgar. Well, yeah. that was well done. So, if you need your uh, fix on the Canadian rodeo scene, just call Mr. Wazy's. Gambling corner. Seat. We could, like, they do with like RA's gambling corner. We could do Wasey's gambling corner. We could, yeah. but then we have to do the pod like way more often. <laughs> we're lucky to do this <laughs> shoot every two weeks. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. We've been like, hey, we're two years in, man. I think we only missed one Wednesday so far. We had to put it on Thursday at one point, one time. No, I put it out on a Tuesday by accident. You did? Yeah. That, well, that happens. Yeah. I mean, like, that was early <laughs> instead of being late. Hey, better I'm early than late. I'm fine with it. Um, so, yeah, Lockwood though, two-time world champ and he's man. only 22 and went in there and dominated. They were talking about uh I think it was Josh McBride said this guy could be the greatest ever. I think so. Yeah. So, he, so so here's the here's the only asterisk with that with Jess. Cuz you got to win one of the PRCA. No, 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 no. It was so his his season his season following his championship, he oh, looked like disengaged. Yeah, he didn't want to ride the bull He had Yeah, hangover. He had his world championship hangover. Yeah. That's fair. He didn't want to ride that bad. That That's year, what I mean. Like, yeah. He just kind of was like lost it for a while. Yeah. So is that going to happen to him again this coming season, or I don't know. is he going to keep that fire going? Like I don't know. How many times could he win it? At twenty, he's twenty two. He's won two. I would That's say nice. I say he could win four. Is a realistic number? Because he's healthy. Marias won his last his third one at thirty six, mm-hmm. and I, then Silvano. I don't even know how old Silvano was on his third one. I have to look it up. But his first two were back to back, weren't they? Uh, first guy to ever win back to back. I think right mm-hmm. eleven twelve. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Because so I think if Jess was 13, 15, 14 was Silvano again. Mm-hmm. 15 was... JB. Yeah. And then, yeah, 16, Cooper, 17, Lockwood, 18, Pacheco, 19 here. I think if Jess is going to go back-to-back, it's going to be next year. Okay. Just cause I think, well, i like... Or it, further it kinda, down the road, like how many can he win? I, I think four. And how does that, do those four rank to however many Kims he gets? Who's, who's the better bull rider? I would say if Jess were to win... Four plus world championships in the PBR. Yeah, he would be the greatest of all time. Greatest all time, just because you're con- constantly getting on those top bulls. If yeah. you even like pull up their Pro Bull Stats profiles, look match at them. Up. Look, match them up on the top bulls this season. Who's got the better riding percentage? Jazz, hundred percent. I wonder. I'm going to look that up right now. Yeah, keep you, this going. Just yeah, because like entertain the folks. Well, because they. Even even look at him like they in the short round he was like eighteen he rode eighteen for twenty or something in the short goes this year really? on the Like he met a stupid amount of bulls in the short go. Let's do a split screen here for the fans. Well, and then he and then he rode most of the world champion contenders this year too. Like he rode Heartbreak yeah, Kid too. twice. Like he rode, um, yeah, for like ninety four. Yeah, like he just like he was riding out of his mind. And then that ride he rode, made on Biker Bob in the second or third round. Like as soon as that bull turned back, he just pulled Man. his leg to his ear and spurred. Okay, but what about um what about all the all the uh, bulls, though, went to the left. What about that? That's But that's smart drafting by him. Yeah, but he, and I guess he drew some of them too, but like... Yeah. And I mean, and he can ride away from his hand. We've seen it. Because the first time he wrote Heartbreak Kid, he went back to the right, or he was started out to the right, and he wrote him all day away from his hand. Hmm. Okay, here we go. So, Kimsey would be 24 now. Lockwood's 22. Lockwood has 416 total records on Pro Bowls stats. Kimsey has 746. Mm-hmm. Kimsey career percentage sixty five point nine eight, Lockwood's fifty one point six five. Um, Kimsey PBR doesn't really matter. So career average score eighty four point four six. Career high score ninety three and a half. Lockwood average score eighty six point eight one. So that's a two point, uh f- two point four points higher. Yeah. High score ninety four. Uh, short rounds. Let's look at this short rounds. Kimsey short rounds. He's sixty four percent, fifty eight of ninety. Lockwood is forty six percent, thirty six mm-hmm. to seventy eight. Okay, and then what about then this, this. versus top one thousand bulls? He's forty four percent. Kimsey's fifty five percent. Okay, big wins. Oh, this isn't even a stat that Lockwood has. No, it is. So big wins versus attempts events with seventy five plus outs. Oh, so this is uh, this is uh, bigger events. Right. So this is like uh. Bigger, yeah, I get what like I get the what you're Cheyenne, saying. the Cheyennes of the world. Yeah, the bigger events. Uh, Fifty-three big wins and three hundred ninety-three attempts for Lockwood, and oh, Kimsey five percent, thirty-four of six eighty-two. But then again, the rodeos have less big events. More six hundred eighty-two. Oh, okay, almost everything he's rode at has been a big event, technically, right? Cause, but that's not necessarily the case when you're not riding against the same guy. Same guy. But Lockwood's won more at that level by more... By, by converting, converting more, yeah. And, and, and he's got... Hmm. And Kim, he's three years older? Two years older. Two. So he's got two years. So project those numbers on two years yeah. with Jess. Then you go rider rating. It's going to be tight, man. Yeah, dang. Oh, more bulls for... Kimby's been on 114 in the last year. Kimsey's been on 73 in the last 12 months. Interesting. Yeah. Man, I don't know. It's That's tight. It's but tight. how much harder, this is one question I want to ask Lockwood when I, uh, we're going to get him on the show here in the next uh, little while. I've got, got a plan together. If, he, if he's up for it, if we can get it done. Yeah. I want to talk to him. I want to talk to Time Worry too. That'd me. be really I cool. To him. Yeah, that'd be sweet. But how much harder do you think it is to win a world title in the PBR as compared to the PRCA? I think the competition is a lot stronger in the PBR throughout the entire year. I know you got to go to more events, probably. You got to spend more time on the road with the PRCA, mm-hmm. and not. I'm not trying to knock anybody here, but I just think like the those elite bulls you're getting on them more often. And you got a guy like I Jose think, Jose chasing your ass all the time. Oh yeah, that's just that guy's just. There's nuts. not like there's nobody there's nobody in the PRCA that's really giving Sage a run. Really, no, it's just not. No, really and then the you, but then you, then you got your top five in the PBR world standings: Jess, Leme. Outlaw, Vieira and and um, Cooper Davis and those guys are like all wolves and even like Cody Teal like yeah man I don't know but even looking tough. at the last the last few outs for say Kimsey on, on Pro Bowl stats ninety and a half eighty four eighty eight ninety eighty eight eighty six eighty two and a half then you go to Kimsey it's the World Finals but he's been he was ninety four times in a row mm-hmm. but even the, even the events leading up to the finals though he was ninety a bunch of times too I'm wondering if if that's something that Kimsey's ever done. To be ninety points in four straight outs, like that might be one of the most interesting stats a guy could even find. To be ninety points for like four rides in a row, mm-hmm. like that—that un- might be one of the more unheard of stats. And we're talking legit a guy 90s like nineties too. Oh yeah, they were unreal rides. Uh, Jimmy Mooney Pro Bowl stats. Look at this now. So oh fifteen hundred records. Jeez, I'm gonna have to go back to like the thirteen World Finals. Um, but he was only ninety a couple times during that week too. He was definitely 90 a f- couple times. The that was in 13, wasn't it? Yeah, whenever he rode Wipeout in the last day, he was like 93 or something. Yeah, that was a freaking ranker. That was like one of the coolest days of bull riding I ever remember being a part of. hmm So he's got three. He was 90 and a half on breakdown in round four. Then he got a re-ride, uh, shoot foul. And then round five, he was 91. Round six, he was 93. So he had four 90s at that world finals, and he went six for six. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the best performance ever at the World Finals. He's ninety three three quarters on SmackDown. What about so then what about Lemay's World Finals when went six for six? Wouldn't he like he's like ninety five or ninety four in the in the last day. But I don't know if this is like like I'd have to search a lot more a lot to find. There's is, a lot there's a lot to go into it. Right? Like looking at Kimsey, like I'm looking through all these numbers. I don't know where that would have even oh, here's three nineties in a row, but a buck off in the middle in Cheyenne, the, in So it's not um, in a row then. Round four. No, that's a buck off in between. Yeah. I mean it's one little stat, but like we're talking about some of the best guys. I, I ever. think. I think with when it comes down to competition and bull power, it's way harder to win in the PBR than it is in the C to in consistently the, in the Pro win. Rodeo. Hey? Yeah, yeah. I th- mm. I would say that easily. Yeah, and I, like I want to talk to guys that have been to both. Like I want to talk to like I got to ask a guy like Brendan or a guy like uh, Cody Dylan Swearing, and Cody Keel. What does he think? Jw Harris went back and forth. You know, mm-hmm. didn't make the NFR again this year or last year as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder, man. That's, Shane Proctor would be a great guy to talk to. Yeah, another guy that won the world in the PRCA, mm-hmm. and then uh, and it was a top ten guy in the PBR in for the PBR. a long time. Yeah. Cody Teal though has like been a top guy in the PBR. And the he's last a world champion too. Well yeah, in the PRCA. Yeah, nice. I wonder. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna work on this some more. And uh, this is probably it for the show today. Oh yeah, good we'll conversation. Good conversation. Hopefully we got you all thinking. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. This has been episode number fifty two with Ted Stoven, Wacy Anderson. Oh, he's just dialing up a, a yeah. Ride, we're good. Yep, a ride out song. So uh, thanks for listening. This is uh, wrapping up. This is uh year two on the podcast. We got we still got a few more episodes left in the season, but uh two more, I guess. In episode in season number two or three or is this the end of season three? This is end this will be end of season two. It's already done. Yeah. So is it. So thanks for following us. Thanks for listening. Make sure to tell your friends about the podcast and uh and uh just tell your mom. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye.